You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Over the weekend, there was another flare-up between protesters and police at the Standing Rock Indian Reservation in North Dakota. Thousands of people are protesting the construction of an oil pipeline that would put drinking water for Standing Rock in harm's way. Last night, police opened water cannons on protesters in freezing temperatures to quell what they deemed to be riotous conditions. Sibel Kodish is a Detroit-based photographer who went to Standing Rock two weeks ago uh, to document the struggle over the pipeline, and she joins us now in Studio A here at WDET. Sabel, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So uh, first talk about uh, why you went to Standing Rock, and then tell me about what you saw there. Well, um, why I went, I uh, my friend Billy Luther, who is a filmmaker out of Los Angeles, uh, we had worked together on a film some years ago, and we were talking about the conflict that was happening and we were really interested in going, um, things started to really sort of amp up. So we decided within a matter of days, we got to get down there. Yeah. Um, we weren't really sure what we were going to do. We sort of wanted to feel it out and see what kind of a story we could tell in what level of respect as well. Um, so we didn't go down there with any sort of preconceived notions, yeah. but we knew that we had to say something about it or represent something, you know, and, and tell this story. Sure. So we went down there and everything changed. Um, it was one of those experiences for me as a photographer that, um, I couldn't take photos and really that may have never happened before. (laughs) You felt, you felt like you shouldn't take. Yes, absolutely. Um, it was, it was one of those things too, where a lot of times I'll tell people, you know, not everything needs to be photographed. Some things just need to be experienced. This was a combination of that and respect, Uh you know, um, like for instance, we were approaching the camp and you're literally coming over a hill and you just see smoke and teepees. And it's like this scene from hundreds of years ago Uh and you start to approach it. And then you see, you know, more modern conventions, cars and, that type of thing, but it was so rich. It the smells, you know. We just we stood there in awe for hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, people walking around with sage and dogs barking, and you're walking by a car and people are playing Imagine by John Lennon, and <laughs> these things are just so rich. And you're watching people walk down to the water and give offerings, and it was just it was tremendous. It was a tremendous, tremendous experience. Yeah. So. All of our ideas of here's what we want to do. We want to do sort of like a talking head <laughs> thing or we want to do some portraits. And it just became we need to be sort of casual observers. Um, but we needed to have our presence there as well for solidarity. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things I feel like as a journalist, often we go into stories thinking about how we're going to shape the story. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and you do the reporting Completely or different. you see what you're supposed to do and it ends up shaping you yes. instead. Oh, you know, I, Billy and I were talking even last evening before all of this stuff happened last night, and we were discussing how we're still decompressing from it because it was really, for me, it was um, 
absolutely nothing I've ever experienced. And I have been uh, privy to being on reservations for long durations. Mm-hmm. I understand the level of respect that you have to have and the clearance that you need to get. Um, but this was very different because this was like being at a spiritual gathering slash refugee camp slash, you know, military base. Yeah. And they have essentially taken up post here and are refusing to leave as a way of blocking the the progression of this this pipeline. Yeah, right? and I think I think there's a lot of um, the press is really uh, it's a very frustrating thing at this point too, especially having been there, um, even having been there and listening to people uh, reporting from there uh-huh. and their take on where I'm standing versus where they're standing. Uh-huh. Very different experiences, you yeah. know. Um, but there is, they are saying protesters all the time. These are protectors. Um, they are protecting a water supply that is a fundamental right. They for are resistors. The, yeah. They are resisting the, the the progression of this line actively by staying where they are. Correct? Yes, the black yeah. snake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that is what is bringing them into conflict with the authorities. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and as we saw over the weekend. That is, the, there's an escalation of that conflict Absolutely. on the side of the authorities. That uh, that's a little a little troubling. Yes, and I would I would actually even shy away from the word conflict because they are still peacefully resisting. Right. So you know, it's like a they're not very, pushing back. No, physically it's, or it's very very one sided. And in fact, when we were there, it happened to be a time of peace, so it was completely, um, you know, honoring ancestors and fire and water and chanting and singing and drums and it was just absolutely beautiful it was very peaceful but again it was that sort of um there was that under underlying tension obviously um a lot you know it was it was very beautifully colored but then there were also you know the military base camp looking things um you know laundry hanging deer skinning that type of thing it was it was absolutely spectacular on many levels um and again visually it was it was that challenge of taking a handful of photographs versus taking all of the photographs. Right. You know? Finding the ones that, that really tell. Yeah. And and it inspired us, too, that we do feel very much compelled to go back. Um, in fact, hopefully we don't have to, um, but we we're thinking maybe in January or something of that nature where it really is paring people down to the warriors, you know, the yeah. ones that are are sticking it out because it is below zero already there. And there are no, there's no running water. There's, you know, no heat. Right. right. It's all logs and it's going to get a lot harder. It's going to get so much harder. Yeah. 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 Uh, This is Detroit today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, My guest is Sabelle Kodish, a photographer here in Detroit. Uh, Two weeks ago, she went to Standing Rock Indian Reservation in North Dakota to document the standoff between uh, the the native population there and those who want to build a oil pipeline that would put uh, the drinking water in that area at some risk. Uh, we're talking about that experience and the standoff itself. The 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 question of how we treat uh, you know valuable resources for indigenous people and poor people generally. I think you can't have this conversation without thinking of the parallels to what is going on in Flint, Michigan, where, of course, the drinking water has been poisoned for more than more than a, a year, more than 18 months, I believe, at this point, by a, a decision to switch the water source. 
313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. If you want to join the conversation, you can also go to the Facebook page of WDET, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work your comments into the conversation. So, Bell, that, that, that uh, parallel between Flint and Standing Rock, I think, is really powerful mm-hmm. uh, and and. For me, it's it's all in my mind because I have not been to Standing Rock to see what is going on there. But I imagine that if I did go there, it would probably be more palpable that that the idea of access to safe drinking water, which we generally take for granted in this country, thank God we are able to, is not uh, is not a foregone conclusion for a lot of people. And that is really what the message uh, of these resistors is mm-hmm. in North Dakota. Yeah, absolutely. And and the difference, um, too, for me that really put it in the forefront was that, I mean, it, it's it's war is what's happening. They're using uh, military tactics on a peaceful people. It's it for me, it was about equating that to sort of the Flint experience where, you know, are they going to use sonic warfare on the on the residents of Flint? You know, right. I mean, this is what they are doing to them. And this is it's not just affecting um poor people or Native Americans. This is affecting eventually you and me, you know, sure. and it is one of those things that it's like if you if you take out of the equation um, the fact that it's Native land or the fact there's spiritual ground that they're desecrating or the list goes on and on, mm-hmm. um, really they're protecting water and they're standing up for the people who are com- downstream, the hundreds of thousands, millions of people who are going to be affected by this as well when it breaks, not if. Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, Delphine. Delphine and South Lion. Welcome to Hi. the show today. Yes. Uh-huh. Hi there. Uh, I think we're using the wrong description when we call them protesters. Uh-huh. These people are protectors. Y- yes. They're protectors of the environment and their people. I've I've been in Lansing when we did demos and it's scary because all that military stuff is out even the horses have protective gear Uh and and these are wonderful people who are willing to stand up and we really are going to need to work with other groups and particularly in regard to what is going on will be going down in Lansing when you know the when Trump is putting together his motley crew to <laughs> um, that yeah. <laughs> they're heading towards a fascist regime mm-hmm. similar similar to what happened in um, in Germany, yeah. but Delphine, thanks instance. very much for uh, for that call. And I, I want to say I think Sabelle did use that word protectors uh, earlier in the conversation uh, to draw the distinction between protesters and people who are actually uh, standing between uh, their their something they hold sacred and something somebody else maybe wants to destroy. Uh, we've got about uh, forty seconds left. Uh, talk about w- what we're likely to see. As the res- the resolution, I guess of this. I mean, that maybe is not a fair question to ask you, but I'm really curious about how long they can hang in there. That's a really great question. I don't know. Um, 
I think that really it's a call to action just like anything else that we're experiencing right now. Um, it's just one more thing that we need to stand up and stand behind. Yeah. And if we can tell the story in any capacity, um, it needs to be shared and it's adamant that it needs to be shared now. Okay, Sabel Kodish, photographer from here in Detroit, visitor to Standing Rock Indian Reservation. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. See you tomorrow.